Pod is go. Pod is go. Repeat. Okay. We have pod off. <laughs> Welcome everybody to that's just ridiculous with Paul and Guy. Although I'm Guy, I said. and I'm Paul. But hey, who cares? Yeah. Guy, um, uh, what about God? Oh, I believe in God. Do you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a man? I don't think you have to be that. I hear it in, in my... in my, He is in my... Imagination? Yeah, in my mind. It should be in your heart, really, Guy. No, no, it's, no actually, a bit of both. Because if you don't believe in God, you go mad. Is got no, and a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the remedies for madness is in believing in the divine. Is God everywhere? No, he's inside me. Is he in your knob? Then what? Your knob is God in your knob? No. Why not, Paul? Where are you going with this? Just exploring the the topic. I'm not up for a heavy theological debate because what that is is like. Just trying to tear God down. No, it's not. I never said... You haven't asked me that question. Is God in your knob? Not that question. (laughs) Of course he's not in my knob. The devil is in my knob. (laughs) Oh, God. God, no, no. We've gone down a cul-de-sac. Eh? No, here's the thing. Tell me if I'm wrong. You are very good on megacidal dictators and appalling regimes which treat their people very badly. And I seem to think, seem to remember being told that most of the ones that were the worst had dispensed with God quite early on in the programme. Mm. Not the Roman Catholic Church. But yeah, there's a clue there as well to one of the most homicidal and massivist regimes ever, which yeah. was Rome. Yeah, they had gods. Yeah, they had loads of gods. And then eventually they became the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that's the exception that... Bishop Irenaeus and Constantine. But, but Stalin wasn't much one for getting down on his knees, was he? And, no, he was God. Exactly. And when that happens, you go mad. And I think a lot of people who are mad, and when I go mad, I often pray on my knees by my bed. Do you? And I say, yeah. And I'm feeling mad. And I go, get me through today. I need your help. Take my hand. Thank you for all the lovely things. Please help me now. That's so sweet, guy. And then I sit there for a little bit more. No, no, I kneel there for a bit longer. And then the day rushes in and I stand up and I go about my business. But I do that whenever I, whenever I need some help. And, God, it's annoying. It's very annoying when people say, my prayers were answered. Or, it really helps. But it, it, it definitely helps me. I, I never, I never... Have I ever tried to persuade you to do that? No. To be honest, you could you, you could probably benefit from it. But you don't need to. How do you know I don't do that anyway? From your behaviour. Shall I tell you something? Godless. One time, after my club ended in about 96, I was in, I, I was in Dorset, and I was very, very sad and upset about what had happened, and I felt very bereft. And I said to myself as I was walking through this field, I just don't want to be here anymore, I think. I know what to do, I'm just going to... I thought, there's loads of ways, you don't have to throw yourself under a train, you just have to stop caring about yourself, and then you will die anyway. And I realised that, I I thought, well, that's all I have to do, I drink myself to death, or I'll just, you know, something will happen, and I'll be free of all this. 
And then I stood in this field and I thought, there's nothing here. And I said, well, this is your last chance. If there's anything there, you better show yourself now. Well, you asked God to personally perform for you? I asked something, just to, to give me a sign, I suppose. The sign was all around you, Paul. Yeah, but then what happened next was really quite strange. Um, something pu pushed me onto the floor, face down onto the floor, and... Is I there a cow in the field? No, and I heard a rushing sound, and I thought, fuck, I'm having an acid flashback. And then I realised that there was this really bright light and I, it was hurting me, not just my eyes, it was hurting every part of me. And I could see, it was like I had x-ray vision, I could see through the earth. And, um, and I just, and I knew there was something in front of me that was really bright, like a, a, like a, like a column of light. And I f was fucking terrified, absolutely terrified, petrified. And I just kept saying, please leave me alone, please leave me alone, please go away, please go away, you're hurting me. And so I just kept saying that over and over again. And I said, I don't know what you are. And, it, and this voice just said, you know exactly what I am. And I just said, and it wasn't a, a human voice or a, a voice that I heard. This probably sounds insane. And then I said, what let's do you, hear it all before we make it. What do you want? And it, it just said, live and don't be afraid. And then it just gradually, really slowly, withdrew, painfully slowly. And then it, I was just laid on the, on, in the grass, face down in the grass, and I got up and I looked into the sky and it was weird, it was like, I could almost see it in the sky, this trail in the sky. And I just thought, what the fuck just happened? But I tell you something, I didn't think about killing myself after that. So for that alien, it was mission accomplished. Whatever it was, they had they'd saved Paul Fry for the time being. <laughs> they'd received them at your beep 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 SOS beacon across the universe. Maybe, or, or was it just that sent someone down to? It could have been. I thought about it a lot, and it could have been temporal lobe epilepsy. Uh, yeah, it could have been something medical. When people have temporal lobe epilepsy, it's it, it's called petit mal, not grand mal fit. So. People just gap out. They just kind of, like, go blank. And they often have visions when that happens. And a guy called Persinger actually recorded the EEGs of people who were having these petit mal fits and then played them back using magnets on the head. And he was able to give people religious experiences in that way. With magnets on With their head? With magnets on their heads connected up to an EEG machine playing it back like a tape recorder. <laughs> and if you don't believe me, Google it. And not only that... The only person, loads of people... Religious, that, that's not giving them a religious experience. That wasn't two well, magnets on there. No, no, or... people. It was a cluster of magnets, actually, not just two, connected <laughs> up to a computer. And everybody who went in the room said they had the sense presence. A lot of people had the sense the other, this other in the room with them. But then some people had a full-blown religious was, experience. Was it the nurse? No. And the one, one person went along there... And they plugged him into this machine, and he, he felt absolutely nothing. The only person who felt absolutely nothing, guess who it was? Don't know, don't know. Richard Dawkins. He went along, and he said, it doesn't work, I don't feel a fucking thing. There is no sense to the, there's nothing. Right. Well, that makes... I think I've probably been in his camp. Hmm? I don't think you can create it where you might. How do you know? Well... Well, because I, I I trust Richard Dawkins, but also, what a stupid Richard call Dawkins is an atheist. 
I know, I'm aware of that. Uh, but what is what is what, what is what is stupid waste of electricity and magnets? You could be. Oh yeah, it's you such could a waste of electricity up, and magnets. You could be picking up nails. I'd like to see you do something interesting Di- with some electricity and some magnets, guy. Distributing it amongst young lads, and they can pick nails up for one string. Well, that's fucking amazing. Not pretend you're trying to get a religious experience out of tying magnets around your head. He wasn't doing research that's into religious majesty, experience. He was doing research Lord. into temporal lobe epilepsy. Do keep up. Thank you. Uh, and th- that was a, a byproduct of it. Never your word. I only told you this guy because I it's thought it was actually interesting. it was quite interesting. It was quite interesting. Quite. Well, excuse me. Shall okay. I say what, something what more interesting? You, what else have you got? Yeah. Well, I want something from you now, Mister Fucking Interesting. Uh, it's, um, and it's be- this better be fucking interesting, by the way. <laughs> it's of a different. No, hang on a minute. Let me just get comfortable. Okay, <laughs> proceed. <laughs> get your notebook. Come out on. So you can mark. No, no, I don't, don't need a fucking notebook. Come on. No, so I was, uh, I was, I was away, and some people got in touch with me. So could they come? With... <sighs> oh, sorry, guy. I was in Jamaica. Sorry, what did you? What were you saying? <laughs> I was in Jamaica. Oh, yeah, you were in Jamaica I again. In Jamaica, I was in Jamaica. We're back in fucking Jamaica again. Okay, For God's yeah, sake, change the record. Last, where I was last, last week. And some people got in touch and said, we're on holiday here, can we come and say hello to you? Uh-huh. They were a German family. And Were they atheists? We didn't discuss religion, mm. although... We got on. So, in other words, you're just dropping this in apropos of nothing. It has got. It, oh it, no, it's not got a religious dimension. So, in that case, you've, you've just completely derailed this conversation, no, you didn't. You so that you can put some little anecdote in that you've been thinking about since we started this conversation, because you had no real intention of yeah. engaging with anybody. What it was? It was a moral dilemma. No, you just didn't want. Oh. No, I just thought I just give you something along the lines of religion, and I thought a, more, a slightly more applicable, a slightly more practical. I'm sorry, I told you that. Now. I told you something that I've I never told this anyone. Picture of. of her, oh, I see of your thing. Yeah. I thought you meant the, the magnets around oh, the that, Oh, that, you, yes. You, you... My life-changing experience. <laughs> well, Paul... You just brush off. No, do continue about your fascinating experience. <laughs> I can see that I'm, I've touched a bit of a nerve here. So no, you haven't touched a nerve. Should we go back and discuss it a bit more? Was the, tell me about the field. Was it quite... No. Was it quite steep, the field that you were crushed, brushed over by something that you couldn't see? There was a point did to you, what I was is, saying about the Persinger research. possibly trip? No. Is, you didn't trip no. over. Do you know what the Persinger... Part of the Persinger... Part of the irrelevant Persinger magnets and wires research that you dismissed so Different. summarily, part of that was that he discovered that it was possible for magnetic fields to alter uh, perception by inducing microcurrents in the temporal lobes of the brain. Now, what if the land itself... We know the Earth has a magnetic field, but what if there are hotspots in the magnetic field in certain places? That could cause people to have religious experiences, not just on their own, but en masse. And it could possibly explain why people, for instance, have visions of the Virgin Mary in a certain place. That's all I was saying to you. But you wouldn't have known that because you were too busy telling me about your jaunt. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, well, well, let's get back. It's to all right. It. I'm not angry or annoyed or anything, guy. I'm no, just, no. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> anyway, this German family. <laughs> Go on then. This German family came round and were, they were bourgeois Germans. Haven't you had enough of tormenting Germans yet? No, not tormenting them. They were very nice, well turned out, extremely polite. Bought me a bottle of nice wine and were frankly appalled by, um, uh, by Jamaica. And were they? And the general slovenness. Because the black people. Of the, of the, I don't think it was racist. Just the slovenness of the, of the, of the government, the potholes. That's kind of racist. 
Well, I don't know. I think I put it like this. I think if we'd been in Ireland or somewhere, or no, I'm not saying Ireland. It's not really fair, but this. Yeah, the, plenty the, of people have been racist about the Irish guy. No, there were just general remarks about how badly run Jamaica is, and I think oh. even the Jamaicans agree on that. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and you know, I took him back to his hotel with his with his wife and his two children, mm-hmm. and. It was an all-inclusive hotel, which we discussed a lot about. And I, and I opened up the boot for him to get their stuff out, their swimming trunks, because they'd be swimming. And they took them out, and there were two s- hotel towels in the boot. And he said, he looked at me and said, Why do, do you want two towels? I could just leave them there. Meaning, do you want to be involved in stealing two towels from this hotel? And I went... Do you understand the situation? Dirty German bastard. Well, hold on, hold on. And I remember thinking, he's managed to lure me into a... To a... Um, An immoral... Into a, yeah, into a moral dilemma, because I said, no, not really. They were wet, for a start. <laughs> <laughs> and they got to like a problem. Were they get ugly, a, guy? Get a sandy... Admit it, were they ugly? They weren't particularly nice towels. So I said, They not, weren't particularly nice. Well, they were, you know, big hotel towels, you know. Yeah. They weren't wide. No. They were blue, swimming pool towels. And I said, uh, I think I'm OK for towels. And he went, no, well, I, I can just leave them there. They're not doing any trouble. And kind of winked at me and thought, no, they're so easy to steal. Why don't you just steal them? So I just slammed the boot and said, oh, thank And then I started thanking him for the towels. And I thought, you're in a right model here, guy. You should never have accepted these towels. And now this German who had been... He's tricked you. In, in a way, it felt like that. He'd tricked me into doing something naughty. Immoral. But I don't know if he was trying just to, also just to be kind. I just thought... No, he was trying to provoke you to find out what you were made of and you let the side down. I go. definitely let the side down. And that's why I'm bringing it up, Paul, because I'm feeling a bit guilty and I'd like to confess it to, to, to my moral superior. There is a way around this. Gets go and get the towels and post them to him. Not him, just take them back to the hotel. God, you're a genius. You're a genius. That's what I shall do. I shall have the laundered, folded. Yes. And I shall take them back. And get a photograph taken of you handing them back to the hotel. Stick that on the back of a, a postcard and send it to yeah. her, whatever his name is. Yes. He's a very nice man. He took a dim view of Jamaica, though, I can see that. Racist. No, I don't think it is racist. They are very, very disorganised. You know what the Germans are like? They like things to run to keep it. Yeah, well. To be all he said that in the all-inclusive in the all-inclusive uh, hotel, he had, they had some remarks to make about the behaviour of the British. There's one. Oh, we have noticed one thing in the hotel. So what? They said there is rather a lot of truck taking. So I said, well, what do you mean? They said, well, we are can uh, smell the smell of marijuana. So I said. But this is Jamaica. That's what half the people, most of the people in the hotel are here for. And he went, oh, really? So I said, have you tried something? No. I said, I'm amazed that you find that. It's like going to Germany and getting shocked to see people drinking beer. (laughs) What what planet have you been on? And I did think how naive they were. I quite like the Germans, though. I know they've, they've, they've been naughty and everything, but haven't we all? We invented the concentration camp, after all. Not them. British have done some terrible things. The genocide of the Irish, for a star. Don't, don't look at me like that. We can't. We've discussed this already. Well, I'm just it's saying. It's not such a big important. It's not such a good top, top. Let's talk about something bigger, something more important. Mm. Your head. <laughs>
<coughs> guys in the newspaper. I'm in the newspaper today, yeah, and I got called arrogant. Mm. I think. What else did you get called? Um, I don't know. Arrogant is the one that stuck out. It's not a particularly nice thing. But, you know, if you're trying to get... Likeable, I think you were called as well. Oh, did I say that? Mm. Oh, God. The truth is, is I started reading it and couldn't read it. I mean, so, I, so I asked Paul to read it and to give me a quick, pricey report. <laughs> and I don't know what... Anyway, anyway. It's mainly about your book, though. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. How much did you pay her? I tell you what I should. It's Lynn Barber who, was, who interviewed me, who is, people don't know, she's a... I think you'll call her a veteran... Yeah, a stalwart. Stalwart, uh, and uh, she she interviewed absolutely everybody for the Sunday Times. So every, everybody, lots and lots of interviews for Sunday Times. She probably did them every week for years, and she has a technique where normally what she does is she comes in and she's she sums the person up. She's quite rude about them, and then by the end end of the interview says, "Ah, oh, actually, I quite like them." That's normally what she does. Her technique. Some people, she doesn't do the bit at the end. Jake and Dean, I remember, it was just an absolute... It was just a, it was an out-and-out attack. Oh, yeah, they don't like it, do they? For 1,500 words, and, they, she was, and then we're without that out, but they're lovable lads, and actually, you know, they don't really mean it, and, and uh, underneath it, they're of sweethearts, which is what you were expecting to come to. And you got to the last paragraph, and it stopped, and you thought, hold on, where's it? <laughs> it was like, where, where, where's last it? line was a pair of cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. She has got a, a reputation of being quite nasty, but if you want to get the newspapers, you have to do play by their rules. And she was coming to to talk about my book, which is coming out in a bit. It's called Time to Go. I'm not really allowed to do that, am I? I yeah. feel like I'm plugging. Oh, no, it's good. It is It is something that we are... I've read the book, and Paul, it's really good. Paul knows what, you'd lie, you haven't read it. I have. You said you hadn't got to the end. I still haven't reached the end. That is not reading the book. Well, it is. It's, it's there. Not, you, you can't say... Well, you say All right, I'm just going to finish I, it now. <laughs> you can't say I've read, I've read not, your book. I have you've read not your read book. It to the end. That's just like saying, I, well, you can say, I've no, read God. a bit of your book. Guy, no, I've read your book means <laughs> I picked it up and read it. Listen, I, I, it I does said, hurt a bit. It did does, I say, have I read, read all your book? <laughs> no. I didn't say I've read all your book, did I? But it, Why did I not finish reading the book? Because you took, because you took the manuscript was, off me. Your really close friend to you says, I read your book. You think it implies you read from the first... You the took top. the manuscript off me. It, but, but you got a book back. Immediately, I replaced it with a book. No, not immediately. But I tell you this, Paul, and it's only a small thing. I lost if, my thread. If, and when you ring, re, read, uh, write a book, I promise I will read it from beginning to end. When I say read it, I guess that means the odd sentence in the middle. I will read that. Guy! Only. And, Paul, actually, you better write it, because you're interviewing me about the book in a few weeks' time. I know that. I've read and, most and of I it. I prefer it if I've you literally just got the last... If you haven't read it, I'm going to expose <laughs> you to the audience of not having read the book. I've just got the last your, chapter to read. That's I'm, all. I'm going to test you on the For book. For God's sake, Guy. You are arrogant, aren't you? No. Well, this this building guy is quite big. You know, this is a quite a big house. But there's one thing I, I've, I really have always have difficulty fitting in here. Here we go. I, I can feel there's a... There's Your a... ego. <laughs> Do you think my ego is out of control? No. I just... I, I think that the egos are very important. I just said that because someone once said that about me. Did they? Yeah. I don't think your ego is out of control. I don't either. It's weird. It's a weird thing to say. No, I think a lot of people... A famous have... artist said that about me. Uh, in an... It's just bizarre. I don't know why. I don't think that's true of you. You can say, I'd, if I was going to insult you, I'd go in many other different directions. I know you would. You already have. <laughs> <laughs> go no. on, then. Go on, try. No, I'm not trying to. I, don't, I love you, I love you, I don't want to insult you. Yeah, but but, but I... you've already thought about what no, you would I say, don't... though, if you were going to. <laughs> I don't um, But... No, I wouldn't say that, but I think a lot of people's egos are too small. 
Do you? Yeah, and I think they'd be happier if they... If they had more of an ego. Yeah, if they just said it's not actually uh, evil or wrong to have Maybe I need to get my, my ego back. I think that I think that too much, I agree, is not very nice for all concerned, but too little is sad. I see, particularly, I have to say, is this, is this a sexist remark? I particularly find women uh, with, with, with very underdeveloped egos. Common, I think, for all people, but I see it in women. More. Common women? No, commonly, I mean... Don't you... <laughs> no, no, nothing to do with common, I'm just saying, uh, amongst other things. Amongst, it's amongst, snob. No, it's not. It's not you know, it's just <laughs> twisted my words there. <laughs> it's not fair. The listener, I don't know. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, I see it in men and women. Just sorry, Guy, I wanted to... probably joking. more women than men, I see. And I think <clears throat> a little bit more swagger. As they say in Jamaica, we have swagger. Someone said to Vinton... Fenton, you are overweight, extremely ugly, you've got some fingers missing, <laughs> you've got a drink problem. How is it that you... He told me this. How is it that you always have the most beautifulest girls? <laughs> Girl them. And he said... I said, well, what did you answer? What's the, what, what is the um, secret? And he went, swagger. <laughs> <laughs> Man, and I swagger. said, that's so true. Him swagger. <laughs> and the thing is, is that swagger, it's easy to um, uh, criticise swagger. You know, look at him, he's very pleased with himself. It's so easy to knock it down. But it's fun to have around people who've got a bit of ego and a bit of swagger, a bit of a peacock or, you know, a tiny bit. It's not... I tell you, I don't really like it. There's too much swagger in someone too young is annoying. You want to trip them over. Yeah. You know, the kind of young man of 22. I, just, I don't want to just put my foot out and just watch him take a perler <laughs> across the restaurant as he goes past my tailor and my table. But if you can back it up with a bit, some love, some, some, some humour... And some chat. And some chat, yeah. And then I think swagger is good. Hey, Have I got, got swagger? You've got some swagger. I think I've lost my swagger. I've lost my mojo. OK, tell me about it. I just have. When, from, from when? When I lost my studio. So what's that, about a year ago? Yeah. Do you think the swagger and the studio were connected or just something happened and both went at the same time? No, it was just... It was the last in a long line of bad things that happened and it just left me feeling a little bit... Um, well, quite a lot, actually. I got really... I was very low after it happened and I feel a bit better now, but it's not so good because I want to work again, but I don't want to get in a situation I was in last time. So I don't feel confident about making moves in case things end up the same. So I'm having to get used to the um, less than satisfactory position of waiting. I think a lot of artists have this problem, though, because even if you're making a lot... If you're making a lot of art, even if you've got a lot of shows and stuff, what a lot of artists won't say and won't talk about is that it's very unusual for a great volume of your work to sell all the time. And you have periods where that happens. But the norm is for very few things to sell over protracted periods of time. Absolutely. Which means that you end up with an estate. Otherwise, if that wasn't the case, then you artists... You end up with a what? An estate, the artist's estate when they die. If that wasn't the case, then all these artists' estate would be nothing. But they're not. They're huge quantities of work, which for one reason or another were either kept back or didn't sell or whatever. And they become the estate of the artist at the end of their life. So it's not unusual, but no-one talks about it. Nobody talks about that because it's like the swan effect, like the Instagram effect. You're not allowed to show the working out. You're not allowed to show 
the difficulty of it. You're just supposed to just coast along the surface, you know, and it's got everything looks seamless and perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Totally dreadful, boring, and kind of absolutely hopeless. Enterprise. Irritating. Yeah. Disingenuous. Yeah, absolutely. Just how people can do it. That, and it's one thing to look at Instagram, but to actually spend your time styling your life. And when I was, um, when I was at the airport, I noticed it going on so much. Really? Yeah, what people were doing is they're going to expensive <coughs> boutiques, right? And, and they would go into, I don't know if it was Burberry or Gucci, it was, it was selling some, some one, of those, one of those places, and they'd put the bag on their, on their arm, and then their mate would take a photograph of them with the airport in the background. And even though they were in a shop and they were just picking the bag up, it looked like, you know, it looked like they were going on a holiday. And I just thought, you're stealing from yourselves doing that. That's like, that is such a, or is it, and is it just uh, per, per, perfectly acceptable fun? Is it just playful? Is it just playful fun? I know what you mean, though. I think it is quite poisonous. That's why I like... So it, it, they may have said, oh, it's just a game, but actually they were genuinely trying to get some people to think that they could afford a one £2,000 handbag and go on holiday. Uh, that was the aim of it. We what were they doing there. in the airport if they weren't going on holiday? Well, yeah, but, I mean, they were going on, you know... EasyJet to exactly. Torremolinos or something. Wherever, and they wanted it to look like uh, Beyonce coming off her private jet. You know, because I bet she does it as well. I have no idea. Mm. You know, people who take photographs of themselves in those enviable situations, that to me is like, whoa, you shouldn't be doing that. That is horrible showing off and it's a dangerous thing for you to do and it's very tasteless to have photographs. Did you go and tell them off? I did, yeah. Smacked, slapped, <laughs> slapped their legs. <laughs> you silly girls! No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I should have. But they were doing. They were even in the air, in the airplane. I saw uh, them doing it in first class. The people from economy sidled all the way up to first class and then took a quick selfie of themselves in first class. Oh no, that's so sad. Well, I don't know. Or is it just playful silliness? But it kind of. Well, the certainly the values that informed that photograph and that whole activity were just so pathetic. Because I thought, oh, God, it feels like, because you're in economy, you can't, you can't be having as good a time as the people in first class. And they look like quite fun, actually, these two. And I thought they'd probably have much more fun than most people in first class. Well, do you think it would be all right, for instance, then, I'm going to ask you a variation on this for, from a man's point of view. If you were to go, let's say, into... Let's say you're in the airport and you went into... Uh, what's that? Um, food outlet that sells kind of vaguely Japanese sort of food at the office. Yo sushi. Good food. In itsu, there. itsu. Itsu. Would, really, so really let's good. say you were a man and you went into Itsu, mm -hmm. right, in the airport, and then when no one was looking, you got your knob out and took a selfie of your knob with that in the foreground and the airport <laughs> in the background. Do you think that's acceptable? Yeah, I do. It's a, <laughs> because it's not. And put it on Instagram. Yeah, because it's not about your status, it's about a whole other subject. <laughs> you know, it's not trying to kind of lie about it. So your that's status. all right. In a way, it's debasing your See, this is really weird, <laughs> guys. You know, so that's all right. It's a childish thing to do. That's all right, but, but taking a selfie of yourself in an expensive handbag isn't. Well, I, that's it, how no, fucked no, up no, you are. Did, please don't get into a silly either or argument. It's that, 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 that no one's putting them in it. They're not in opposition. It's not one or the other. But I suppose what I think is... I what, never said you had to do it. Because what your knob doesn't do is start talking about 
that you're in a higher state. I guess, Matt, your knob, I don't know, what, I've never seen your knob, but maybe, maybe your knob is very first class. <laughs> Go faster, strike. Gucci. It's got it's a three grand Gucci one. I have no idea. But three grand Gucci <laughs> knob. <laughs> but anyhow, my knob, you know, it's just a knob, but, but um, it's not, you're not trying to say, look, my knob's better than your knob. Yeah, well, you might you're be. Not, with that, no, yeah, but you're not trying <laughs> you're to say... Well, you're in it, You're not in it. <laughs> I'm an absolutely silly, bored, bored naughty little All right, boy. if you did it in <laughs> first class. Uh, then there were, well, that's the whole thing. You shouldn't be taking photographs in first class. With your knob out? With anything, really. I, I guess for... for if, why are we taking photographs in, on an aeroplane? Because people don't travel first class, guy, and they want, they want a little bit of that to rub off on them. I'm, in, I'm happy in building economy. I'm really happy in that. Uh. Got no problem with that at all. Mm. First class is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> so I always like to fly coach whenever possible. <laughs> if I can. If I can, if I can get a seat. Back if there's room for me. <laughs> if I can get a seat. Preferably back by the blues. Yeah. It's always the it's always the most entertaining place on the plane, don't you find? <laughs> mm. When I used to work for Fender, they used to fly me first class. When you fly first class to Milan, it's like a 737 or something, so it's a tiny aeroplane. And the only thing is, there's just like a curtain, little curtain. Little curtains, I know, it's, sweet. it's the same. It's on the other side. And it's, it's, such a great, it's such a great example of class division, of, what, of, 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 of the way we want to stratify ourselves. <laughs> just with a nylon curtain and 500 quid extra. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, does, it works, because they're always full. Yeah. There's always got people in them. Mm -hmm. Always got people in them. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. And and I tell you when it really went started going wrong though for first class on into European flights, the short flights, is when they started putting the curtain, the curtain helmet, the curtain rail on runners so they could run it back and forward down the plane. Oh no! And then the transparency, you know, but, but, but it was just too. Like, wait a minute! <laughs> like wait a minute! <laughs> they don't really do that. Yeah, they do. Now, if you go on a plane, you'll you'll you'll, you'll <laughs> see that you can just run it back. Are you fucking out. joking? Yeah. We managed to sell. We have got six suckers in. We've got fourteen suckers in this, this today on this flight. <laughs> run run the curtain back. <laughs> <laughs>